When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to let you know that Ball is sponsoring us right now across the DNVR network. Yes, Ball is in Ball Arena or Ball Aerospace. And of course, the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. They made 101 billion cans in 2020, and they need to make more in 2021. So they're hiring right now to add production technicians to their golden location. So what you got to do is text 77, text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden to get a job with ball. dnvr and we are live from studio a the a stands for a question oh i have a question for you guys but after that uh after i tell the people about msu denver online msu denver.edu slash online yes i know you are just dying to hear this in the comments it stresses on top of it i mean he'll be even more on top if he goes to msu denver gets a great online education uh and keeps his full-time job while he does it then gets a better full-time job after it's all uh, part of the process at MSU Denver. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, I'm dying for a question. Biggest Broncos game since blank. Mm. Broncos, Chiefs, November 2016. <sighs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I think basically yeah. playoffs on the line. Yeah. You could. Yeah, that probably is it. You could go to that San Francisco game in 2017 mm, yeah. uh, where the Broncos blew it and then completely fell apart. Uh, but you do want to... 18. 18. The one, yeah. the, the, one, the one that augured the end of Vance Joseph. Right, era. yes, yes, yeah. yes. That yeah. was the one where they got it back to 6-6, six and six, I believe, yep, going exactly. into the game. But yeah. wasn't their magic number like one, meaning if they are the opposite, they're... Number of death, maybe that's what they call it. Like, if they lose a game, they're out. Right. So it's like they had to win out and get some help. If I remember correctly, maybe it wasn't that dire. Right, right. But you're right. That was a big one. Wow, what an anti-climactic <laughs> game that was. Let's hope it's not like either of those two, right? Oh, gosh. I, I just remember thinking, like, man, they're going to come out with their hair on fire. 
But what they were down Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. Chris Harris Jr. But yeah. San Francisco was playing Nick <laughs> Mullins. Yeah, but Nick Mullins knew get the ball to George Kittle if by chance the Broncos foolishly leave him open. And what did they do? Yeah. They left him foolishly with his own left him open. zip code to I operate. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what that game plan was. The other one that I kind think of, that yeah. uh, they were doing the whole game plan of like let LeBron get his, right, and, right. but that doesn't work in football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one that popped in my mind was uh, if you went a couple of weeks after that Chiefs game that I mentioned, and it would be the game in Tennessee where Benny Fowler Benny, had the yeah. drop, yeah. AJ Derby the had the fumble <laughs> when the Broncos were trying to come back at the end, and then. Uh, Akeem Talib uh, had a little. Uh, Akeem Talib and T.J. Ward, uh, you know, were very vocal in the locker room after that. And yeah, Benny Harry let my Douglas guy Trev was, down. Yeah, I don't. That really, wasn't the uh, Harry Douglas game, though, was it? Harry, where yeah, Harry it Douglas was. was getting that in, it was. Was it? Yeah, wow. Was. And if you have a Harry Douglas, <laughs> hit up our friends, friends at Manscaped. <laughs> what about a Harry Kreiner? That also can be helped. The Broncos do have a Harry Kreiner. Broncos do. Mm, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, or Kreider. Or, is it Kreider or Kreiner or Kreider? Harry Kreider. So any relation to Casey? Different oh. spelling. Uh, okay. I saw a Casey Kreider jersey in the parking lot on Sunday, by the way. Didn't nice that the Kreider family's still around. <laughs> yeah. Too far to take a picture. I mean, you'd think they'd be watching him with the Giants now, right? I mean. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, jump in here. Broncos, Ravens, biggest game since I would say probably 2016. I'll agree with Mace on that one, which is a long time, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes we get caught up where like we feel like the 90s was still 10 years ago, but like 2016 was a long time ago. Plus and five years. The Broncos now have a huge opportunity. They do have a huge opportunity. And boy, thinking back to that 2016 game, really not trying to draw parallels to this game. But it is at home, so that's different. But one thing that is the same, or similar, I should say, is Baltimore Ravens have a really good tight end. And man, if Mark Andrews goes off, that would be so disappointing. And honestly, we haven't talked about Mark Andrews uh, a lot on this show. And he's someone that that could present uh, one of the most tricky matchups for the Broncos on defense, especially with Josie Jewell out, uh, Justin Sternod just getting his second start in, in, in the NFL. How how much attention do you give to Mark Andrews? And is this a guy where you're taking Pat Sertan from the outside and putting him on him on the inside? Maybe afford to though. Well, who? I mean, they can't hurt you out. Uh, I guess they can. Hollywood Brown can hurt you. Sammy right. Watkins had the fourth and nineteen catch yesterday, and the thing that Watkins does that makes him a good fit for the Ravens, it's what made him a good fit for the Chiefs as as well. He's learned how to operate once you're breaking off your route and the quarterback is extending the play. So you're probably not putting Sertan on Hollywood Brown, right? So does that mean he's going up against the wily vet in in Sammy Watkins? Yes, I'm not taking Sertan off the outside. I'm keeping Sertan in that corner spot. Now, here's when I do take him off the outside. It's when you have Ronald Darby back, and you have mm-hmm. those two outside corners, and then you have the luxury of using Sertan as that chess piece. But for the although it would be, wouldn't this be because Mark Andrews is a great tight end? But is he Travis Kelsey Gronk? Darren or not Gronk, Darren Waller or George Kittle? No, he's not. So it would be a really good test right before the Raiders game in a couple of weeks. But still, I, I wouldn't do it. He's your outside corner. I think maybe you might. I don't know. I mean, it really just depends on how much they really trust Sertan. 
Because with Hollywood Brown, you're just playing chase all game. I don't know. like You're playing don't get beat deep. Right. But, I mean, you're just going to be running with him. Like, mm-hmm. he will wear you down. Basically what Chris Harris Jr. used to say about Tyree <laughs> yeah. Hill. Like, just felt like I ran a marathon out there. Well, but isn't that what, isn't that what young kids are made for? It's to run around? <sighs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, it'll, it's going to be a really tough challenge for them. Um, I guess you feel safer. I would probably feel safer saying, like, just keep Sammy Watkins in front of you. Right. Right. And that's that's what you say to the rest of your defense? No, I would say that to Sertan. And then, mm. you know, use help uh, to take away Hollywood Brown. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, that, I think that's a very fair plan. I don't know. It's an interesting kind of conundrum they find themselves in here. The Ravens have built their offense really well to suit Patrick or to, to suit Lamar Jackson because then it draws the defense away, gives a lot more running room for the running game. And then also, if you draw all of those receivers and cornerbacks down the field – and there's nothing open, Lamar could have days to run. Yes, and that's why if you're going to play man coverage, you have to have a spy. Um, Who's your spy? Sternad? Sternad? Or Johnson? Yeah, I mean... you got to have your fastest one, right? They don't do it a lot, so it's not that big of a question. Um, But I would prefer Sternad just because he's the faster one. Yeah. You're going to have to be chasing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that that's guys, is that the key to this game? Is containing Lamar? Or what's the number one key? Like I said yesterday, I think the number one key is taking away that inside handoff. Um, so so it, it it Mace is yours on the defense as well? It's it's containing Lamar, not not letting his his big plays become explosive plays. You you you're you're kind of limiting you're kind of limiting the dam- you're limiting the damage. It's okay if he gets Five, if he gets five yards and you use the sideline as your friend and get him out of bounds because he doesn't want to take the hit. That's fine. You're The thing that you're worried about, and this is why the Vic Fangio-Barry Sanders comp actually makes sense. With Barry Sanders, you weren't worried about the little dinks and dunks. You were worried about the 70-yard backbreaker. That's what you're worried about with Lamar, the the 25-plus play that just could totally discombobulate. Yeah, I was going to say maybe the second yeah. biggest key is taking yeah. away big plays mm. uh, in one way or another because their offense, again, it's really solid um, and it has a lot of explosion. But I think that, one, <clears throat> if they're not running the ball well and you're able to get them in third and medium plus, then that's where you're going to be able to get them off the field. If you allow them to score a seventy-five yard touchdown, then you never have a chance to get them in third and medium. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, but and we actually have a super chat coming in on this topic right now, uh, coming in from Nick. He says, "What's the best way to contain Lamar? Our defense has been mediocre to bad defending against running quarterbacks the last few years." I feel like everyone thinks their team is bad at defending <laughs> running quarterbacks. Lamar is the leading rusher on the Baltimore Ravens, so right. he's. Every team so far has struggled. And I don't mean that in the sense of they're all wrong. I think everyone's right. It's just really, really hard. to def- You have to defend an extra guy, well, which you normally don't have right. to do. And here's the good news. Broncos have the AFC Defensive Player of the Month on their team, Von Miller. And, guys, he's a huge key to this because you don't want to tell your pass rush not to rush the quarterback. You don't want to completely get rid of your pass rush. But your pass rush can't go zero to 100 they can't be going 100 all game trying to turn corners and and go beyond uh and turn around him uh what you have to do is 
to contain him, you have to contain him and keep him in the pocket. So that means your pass rush can't get above a certain number of yards on the field. They can't go so deep. And then as crazy as it is, you don't want your interior pass rush to give too much push and force him on the outside. You need to keep him in that pocket. Uh, but then also that interior pass rush has to eat up space so that there's not pockets for Lamar to run through. Yeah, it, it almost reminds me of like a kick return. It's about discipline and staying in your lanes. Uh, and you basically are trying to form a wall that just like stays around Lamar. Yeah. Wherever he goes, you're just moving with him. Uh, and, and it's just... It's a lot to ask of guys, uh, especially elite pass rushers yeah. like Vaughn. But he's really good at this stuff. But even just telling him, like, you can't just go – you can't just try to run around. Like that sack he had on Zach Wilson where he just ran around two people and then yep. came around the backside. Yep. Like, can't do that. That'll that's be a, a first down. Yards right yeah, there. exactly. That's, right. that's the And that's the thing. Now, Vaughn, he's he an knows. 11-year veteran. Yeah. He, understand, he understands this. I mean, shoot. I mean, in Vaughn's rookie season – the Broncos won a game literally because the opponent wasn't disciplined in that way. Of course, it was the Raiders against Tim Tebow mm -hmm. that <laughs> let, you know, they basically went too wide around the edges and Tebow just, Tebow McGay, he just took off all day. So that's a, that's a type of lesson that Vaughn should already know. Malik Reed in his third year, a little younger, maybe you kind of have to work with him to remind him, okay, don't, don't get caught behind. Lamar yeah. Jackson. Make sure, make sure he's in front of you or to the or to this or, or parallel with you, and that's it. Kind of, it's just a simple visual cue, but be, but be thinking in those terms, just because if you're behind him, you're useless, and all of a sudden you've given them a man advantage. Yeah, it, it almost reminds me of the way that, like offensive line has to think. Like, you know, have you have your splits and you're trying to stay connected. Uh, in, in most cases, at least like, you know, four of the five guys. Um, You're working as a total unit. Working as a unit. I, I really think that's the way that the defense, it's almost like they're both trying to accomplish the same thing, which is don't create big holes, Yep. you know, especially in the pass game. Um, so it's going to be a, a huge challenge for the Broncos. I will say it helps them that they're zone defense, um, at least by trade. They have that capability. Yes. Um, the, you know, this is a probably – a, a team that you are gonna, just going to go heavy zone against. Yeah. And so, guys, does it work? Do the Broncos get out of here with a win? Let's get to this pick and pick this game, the biggest game, not just this year, like you guys said, but the biggest game in years. Do Man. Do it, Ryan? This is the first one where it's even a question, like what we're going to predict. Yeah. Um, and Broncos, we're not picking against the spread here. Broncos one-point favorite. So, I mean, Vegas is telling you this This is a coin flip. They're also saying the over-under 45.5, which has gone up a point over the week. So, what are what are they saying? They're saying it's 23-22. Uh, to 22. Wow, what a game that would be. <clears throat> um, so, Broncos 3-0 against the spread, by the way, this year mm -hmm, so far. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Spready Bridgewater. S some big spreads, too. Mm. Absolutely. I've got them doing it. Oh, <clears throat> I've got them doing it. Uh, it. It's the home crowd. It's just going to be so raucous in there. Um, and to me, it just feels like this team has a little extra juice. Um, and they know that this is such a prove it game for them. Whereas for the Ravens, I, I just don't feel like they have this like chip on their shoulder, everything to prove mentality combined with the home crowd 
Um, I think the Broncos get it done. I think that this is a major turning point uh, for Teddy Bridgewater, for the city's belief in this team. Uh, and for I think Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. Yeah, this is the one where maybe <clears throat> if they're able to keep it on track, we look back and say, that Ravens game in, in 2021 was the one where we started to see, oh, they might have something here. Yeah, so what's the score? The score. Mm, drum roll. 20 to 17. 20 to 17. There you go. They cover the one point mm, yeah. as well. And you like the under in that sense as well. And guys, I mean, it goes without saying, but this is Vic Fangio's biggest game of his career as well. Everyone, well, most people get behind Vic after this game and then we're not talking about a coaching change after this season of course things can totally fall off but i think vic steps up to the plate i think teddy bridgewater steps up to the plate and i think this broncos defense there's a there's a reason they're only giving up 10 or six points a game on defense it's because they're damn good and they get the job done but it's not easy it's not easy at all i love the one point spread Mm. that vegas has because i'm gonna go 24 23 go with the push if well, I'll pick against the spread on our Broncos pick 'em. Uh, but I think it's going to be that close. I think the Broncos get it done. My biggest concern isn't Lamar Jackson. He's my second biggest concern. My biggest concern is the interior of the offensive mm-hmm. line. And the rate or the Ravens are getting some guys back on that defensive line this week off the COVID list. They're actually getting a lot of players back off the COVID list, but uh certainly across their defensive <clears throat> line. And that scares me a ton because Teddy Bridgewater's been great in the pocket. He's been great manipulating the pocket. He's been great when he steps out of the pocket and makes plays, but he can't be doing that all game. Where Patrick Mahomes can. Teddy Bridgewater can't do that all game. And heck, Patrick Mahomes can't even do that, as we've seen to start this season. So that is my biggest concern. And then you couple that with if you're not able to run the ball because you're interior of the offensive line. But I'm going to go and give that offensive line confidence. That's just my biggest concern. Broncos walk out of here with a win. And, man, this city's on fire. You know, what if I told you, though, that uh, with in road games with crowds or with substantial crowds that – Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are 10 and 3. Wow. I just wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, really good teams just have really good records right. in most scenarios. Um, so I feel like you can pull up most scenarios, except for the one I pointed yeah. out yesterday, which was 30 uh, pass attempts. But I just feel like there's another one. And like our, you uh, could go to like Patrick too. Mahomes and be like, Patrick Mahomes against 70,000 pluses. But, 11 here's, and one or but here's a weird thing, though. They're 1 in 3 against AFC West teams. Mm. with Lamar Jackson. They've lost two in Kansas City. Of course, they lost to Las Vegas. The only win was against the Chargers, and let's face it, that's a 50-50 crowd for everybody that plays out in L.A. So this is Lamar's first game in Denver? Yes. Has, have the Broncos ever played Lamar? No. They've never played him even on the road? No. Because the last time they were on the road was wow. wow. Early season, Man, the, game, so the game that ago. Phil got thrown out. Yeah. 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 Yep, you had a uh, Domitop Peko. Oh, uh, my God. Unsportsmanlike. Or Justin the jumped back. the field goal, yep. blocked it. Yep. They brought it all the way back. And Domitop Peko pushed someone in the back <laughs> yep. for no reason, yep. 50 yards behind the play. <laughs> yep. Great guy, that Peko. Great guy. But, <laughs> man, he was a great guy, but he was a unsportsmanlike penalty all the time. Stand- well, standard one- issue loss of discipline under Vance Joseph. Well, and he's also just one of those guys who's so nice off the field and yeah. then just becomes unhinged on it. <laughs> yeah. wow. So 
That's in so that's interesting. So you're pulling yeah. me both ways, Mace. Well, exactly. That's what I like to do. That, you mentioned the interior defensive line. Look, I'm really worried about Calais Campbell. Yeah. Against this making his homecoming. Yes. Again, th- Did you know he's six play. eight? Yes. Huge. Like I was talking the other night. I'm like, yeah, man. Like it was after LeBron was talking about you know how whatever it spoke it sparked the conversation of could he have played in the NFL. I'm like, there's like no one that tall in the NFL. And then I learned about him. I learned about, uh, I believe his name's Harold Carmichael, 6'10 receiver for the Eagles. <laughs> or no, 6'8 receiver six, for the eight, Eagles. Yeah. And then there was a guy uh, who played for the Chiefs who was 6'10. He was a tight end. And what they would do is on long field goals, they would have him stand underneath the goalpost and on its way down try to block it from going in. You can do that? Not anymore <laughs> because of him. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. And then the Broncos, don't they have a 6'8 Drew Himmelman? Yes. On their practice squad right now? Yes. Supersized tackles. But the thing is, I mean, Clayus Campbell's a big man. When he go when he goes into the Hall of Fame and David Baker retires at some point, if they just want to <laughs> have someone who is, you know, the same kind of mammoth human being, they should just have Clayus Campbell replace David Baker running the Hall of Fame. I'd be fine with that. So that's a problem. But at the same time, Denver's defense playing well. As I detail in my story on the DMVR.com, the red zone offense, even though you look at the touchdown percentage, if you really kind of dive into the details of it, the red zone offense is better than it appears. Teddy Bridgewater is actually one of the best red zone quarterbacks in the league so far this season in terms of passer rating. He's third in the league. So you have things going for the Broncos. I think this is going to be another road loss from Lamar Jackson mm, against the AFC West. There we go. 24-21, and it'll go like this. Broncos will be up 21-13. Lamar Jackson will do his magic, drive the Ravens downfield. They'll get the touchdown. They'll tie it on the two-point conversion, and then people are going to wonder, well, it's, here's the chance for Teddy, and Teddy will efficiently march the Broncos downfield, Granny McManus while the game-winning field goal Broncos country will be ecstatic. I love it. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about us three for three. I'll pick yeah, me too. Me too. Um, <laughs> but you know, as I always say, why not believe? No reason not to. Worst thing that could happen is you just be wrong. Well, <laughs> and if they and if and if they go by continuing to hold their opponents five points below their average, mm-hmm. the, the Ravens get 22. I went for 21 cuts, a more common score. But right around, but right around there. So maybe 24-23, 24-21. Yep. Take your pick. I think the Broncos win it close. The Broncos should absolutely win this game at home if their defense is able to hold the Ravens to low 20s or less. And, guys, the Detroit Lions did that last week, holding them to 19 points. So the Broncos should absolutely be able to do that. Man. But I am worried about all of us picking them. It is, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a bit concerning. Um, what's not concerning is the DNVR tailgate because mm. it's going to absolutely pop off. We're almost completely sold out of the buses. So, Oof. yes, I mean, you probably have a few seconds if you're listening to this and you really want to get a bus ticket. Um, but we have tons of room at the tailgate. So make sure you get in on your tailgate tickets. It's 20 bucks for a ton of beer, a bunch of pizza, uh, a, a great time, all sorts of lawn games we'll have out there. Uh, I don't think it'll be quite as hot, but we've got more shade this time. We're all set up uh, to have a fantastic time this weekend um, up there right at Mile High. A, a lot of people um, 
worried that we were far away and we're right there i mean mm-hmm. just right there on the backside of federal which is perfect then you just walk right into the stadium right if, probably if a five on, minute walk if yep. you're sitting on the west side of the state or the east side pardon me of the stadium you're we're in a west side Duh. Yep. West. yeah west side you're right there i mean it's it couldn't be more convenient it's actually it's it's actually a, a quick walk if you're parked on the north side as well that's where the media parking is and got over there in five minutes Yep. Easy peasy lemon squeezing. Yep, exactly. It's pretty great. So get your tickets. Go to dnvrlocker.com. You can secure your tickets there and uh, and come hang out with us. It's going to be an absolute blast. Guys, the Broncos have had a lot of success when they when they blitz, uh, haven't they, well, on defense? Uh, it's pretty easy for them. But you know what's even easier is blitzing through the hairs below your belt with the Lawnmower 4.0. Mm. Even easier than Vic Fangio's defense because of Lawnmower 4.0. Come on, guys. It's the best razor out there. I don't even care if we're talking face below the belt. It's the best one available. It's got that skin safe technology, which is huge. It has uh, it's waterproof, wireless charging, so the battery lasts forever. The battery life is fantastic. It's got a light that turns on and off. And if you get the performance package 4.0, you get the Lawnmower 4.0. You get the crop preserver, you get the crop reviver, you get the boxer briefs, which are performance, and you also get a travel bag. So make sure to check them out, and you get 20% off if you use the code DNVR, and you get free shipping. So check them out over at Manscaped. Get that lawnmower 4.0 and get everything they have. They have a weed whacker for your nose, which is very key as well, uh, and so many great products. So check them out at manscaped.com and smash that code DNVR for 20% off and free shipping. Also, check out Breckenridge Brewery. If you get the $20 tailgate or $30 and get the ride you can have as many brick brews as you want we're, we're not stopping people right no oh, no yeah you well, might well, i mean <laughs> we're stopping point. people if they're about to pass out but anything there, with, there are within buckets reason. of brick there yes with, within reason but you find you like it you may want some you may want some more when you get home heck you may want some more back here at the dnbr bar and of course you check that out we got the full array of brick brews on tap at the dnbr bar and one cool thing going on is that if you get a Breck brew here, you get a Breck brew at the grocery store, the liquor store, whatever, that 1% of all Breck brew profits this summer are going to go, and this summer, I guess, for fall as well, are going to the National Parks Conservation Association in part because we had the wildfires in Colorado last year, and Breck brew wanted to give back and help take care of our great outdoors. So remember, 1% of all their profits go to the National Parks Conservation Association so you can have a, a delicious break brew and know that you're helping the great outdoors. Of course, we've got the seltzers on hand as well, the lemonade seltzers here. And if you don't want to get to the DMVR bar, but you're in the Denver area, you're in the south suburbs, you want some Breck brews, go on down to the farmhouse, their restaurant, Lilton. They've got the full array of Breck brews down there as well. They've also got socially distanced seating. You can go have a great meal. If you just want to pick up, no problem. 303-803-1380. From noon to 8 p.m. for pickup, use that code DMVR to get $5 off of your meal over at the farmhouse, which is at Breckenridge Brewery's facility in Littleton, right off Santa Fe. Drew, I have no idea what you're LMAOing at, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as a compliment to my Manscaped read. Oh, good. I mean, if you get someone to laugh, it's always a good Manscaped read. All right, uh, let's jump in here. We actually have a couple super chats. So, Kale, you want to bring those babies up for us? Oh, just one okay. super chat from Nick. Uh, is it weird that my biggest concern is Justin Tucker in Denver? Yes. You think that's weird? Yes, that is weird. <laughs> I, think I don't think it's so. not weird to have it be. I think it's weird to have it be the biggest concern. Uh-huh. I think you could make a list of the top three and say it should be a concern. There's, there's no. If Justin Tucker is kicking <laughs> field goals, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, as long as you're, you're right. Points, Unless yeah. it's with no time left. 
Sure. That's yeah. The only I mean, one. right. That's yeah. If it comes but down to right. a Justin Tucker kick, okay. you're absolutely worried. I'm saying like, okay, you convinced me about it not being the biggest <laughs> right. concern. Kick as many 50 yeah. plus yarders yeah. as you want. That means that they're getting stopped. At what point on the field are you comfortable saying, all right, he's got a chance to miss this? Because after seeing him hit 66 in Detroit, albeit hitting the crossbar, not, not going to nitpick here. Like if he has a 70 yard attempt, are you thinking this is going in? Yes. I would go to seven, wow. 72 and a half would be my no, line. I don't think he – I think what people maybe don't realize in this scenario is that it takes everything going perfect mm-hmm. for a field goal to travel that long. I just think he, he would probably shank it. He's just he's just a guy that every single field goal <clears throat> is perfect. Well, think – I just – again, I always uh, compare, like, kicking to golf. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If I swing my driver as hard as I possibly can yeah. and I hit it well, that thing's going to fly. But – Probably seven times out of ten, it's going off target. I just think he had a a one, one you know, and obviously his rate of hitting as right. hard as he can up is higher than mine. Yeah. But I think like still maybe four out of ten at the least are going wayward. I would feel comfortable seventy three and beyond. I hope you, that I hope we see it. Do you think mm-hmm. they would try a seventy one yarder? In same same exact situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're down one. Yep. You have no reason not to. Um, because, okay, so now do you think you have a better chance of a Hail Mary or no, a no, Justin no. Tucker 71-yard field? Justin Tucker. Okay. But here's the That's thing. like insane. He's 26 of his last 32 from 50 and beyond. So, like, I would even say this. If, if the Ravens are driving late and they need a field goal to win or tie, they get to the Broncos' 45-yard line, and that sets up a 63-yard attempt. I'm thinking that thing's going in. Wait, so yeah, where's, yeah, yeah. where's the ball for a 71-yarder? The ball, well, 71-yarder, so it'd be 18 yards back of the line. 53, so 53, so the 47. 40, your own 47. Right. And then, yeah. That's wow. insane. Yeah, it's it's absolutely <laughs> the, insane. Your own 47, the ball, the the, the holder is, is setting the ball at the 39. Right. So, sixty-one seventy. Yeah, <laughs> they're setting the ball in the thirty-nine. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget seeing when Janikowski so had. Remember that Janikowski had that seventy-six-yard attempt uh, for the yes. Raiders back in 08, I believe, and it was just hilariously impossibly yeah. long. When they peeled back the camera to make sure they could get Janikowski <laughs> and the uprights in the frame. <laughs> It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> we can't go any further. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I uh, again, any other time of the game, but if it does come down to that, then you're gonna feel like you're losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then Justin Tucker's your biggest. Is right. Justin Tucker a Hall of Famer? <laughs> oh, I think so. Ab- right? I think absolutely he is. Yeah. Right? I think he's the best kicker of all time. Yeah, right? yeah. In like every metric, close, far, record now. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, were you like a little sad that he stole the record? Yeah. Yeah, I was. It's going to go down like s- several times now, I think. Well, you Jeff know, Legwald wrote an article on ESPN about it, and he talked to Matt Prater read, uh, about this. Of course, Prater had his record broken after seven years. Tom Dempsey got to hold it for, what, 43, and Matt Prater had it only for about a little under eight years, seven-plus years. But the question is, like, how far does it go? Because, you know, something we see it go up, and a record kind of go up or a time go down, and then you kind of hit the – peak of human performance i'd say probably that the peak of human performance on this probably ends up being 70, 70. yeah Woo. 
Oof, man. But that Hopefully means it's not Justin Tucker this weekend. Well, like, we yeah. saw a 68 yarder attempted last weekend. I mean, what a terrible it, day for Matt. By Brady the way, on uh, Sunday. yeah, that's not happening anymore. Like, for him, he's out of the running. Yep. Because I don't even think Cliff would let him try 67 now. You can't. You it can't. cost you seven. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't uh, do it. It wasn't worth it. His record was broken and he failed at, to hit a record and then it was returned for seven. Is there a way that you could, like, design a coverage unit? four long field goals like could you try to get away with putting two like um a mike ford on the edge because Mm -hmm. like you just right again then you're sacrificing protection and you've got a free man a free man coming in to block well you don't it shouldn't be free yeah like he should be able to you know get his hands on him and and stop him from getting in there and then you at least have like two guys on the edge it's if you're going to do that, well, you need that protection. I but agree. You right. said it earlier, like on kickoff returns, it's about kind of corralling into a space. And I think one of the things that you, you do if you, if you work on it, make sure that everybody on that unit is coached to kind of corral it. The problem is yeah. you have so many big guys. Yep. You have so many Trying linemen. to corral Jamal Agnew. Right. And, <laughs> right. and that's and that's why it's a dangerous play. That's why we had the kick six in yep. that Auburn-Alabama game. That's why we saw it against the Broncos in 2 is because those big guys just – they, they can't chase, so you need to design something different coverage-wise that accepts that they can't chase but at least allows your lineman to somehow contain. If anyone has, it would probably be, one, John Harbaugh because he's a special teams you know guru, or Nick Saban because he had this done to him. I would be shocked if Nick Saban ever loses another game in that same fashion because nope. he doesn't change anything. Yep. It's really interesting. All right, let's move in uh, and go around the rest of the AFC West. Do we have the records? how we're doing so we do let's take a look at the standings and mace it's a better day this week for us than it was last Um. week the mighty ryan has taken a fall all right well we got this one i'll I'll update the standings four and four is ryan four and four is mace and four and four is zach we're all tied at four (laughs) and four and ryan what was the one i gave back last week the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. You picked the Dolphins. They should have won. They, they should have won. Yep. And uh, guys, I, uh, I floated the idea last week of doing the crazy thing and picking the Chargers to beat the Chiefs. And I said, I can't be chasing now. I should have done it. should have chased. <laughs> yeah. It's always the ones that you leave in the bet slip that yep. don't hit. Yep. That's exactly so, what I did. It always happens. Good thing is my bet slip right now. Is it zero? Because put some pe- puppies in last night. Oh, yeah. nice. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start here. What do we got? All right. We have Kale. Do you want to pull that up for us as well? Uh, we have the Chiefs and the Eagles. Chiefs going into Philadelphia. We're not picking against the spread. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite, though. Yeah. Well, we know what's happening here. <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to say we're all going Chiefs at least to win. Yeah, and I, w- I would give the se- if we're doing point spread, it's yeah. easy. I'd give the seven. This feels like just Kansas City going in angry. Yes. After the last couple of games, Philadelphia, is pro- I think they lose this game. Maybe not as badly as they beat the Broncos back in 2017, 51-23, but this is going to be, I think, a 20-point win for the Chiefs here. Now, just to to play devil's advocate, because I agree with the outcome, Mace, but the devil's advocate is that's the reason why last week I said the Chiefs were Mm -hmm. going to beat the Chargers, even though I wanted to go Chargers, is because the Chiefs are coming off a loss. No way at home they're going to lose. Now, sure, they're coming off two losses, but now they're going on the road in a weird, hostile environment, potentially. 
but no, I mean the Chiefs are still gonna still gonna blow them out. On it's, top it's, of it's their hostile, the but, standings, yeah. but it's hostile. But uh, Andy Reid will probably get a very nice mm. welcome back to Philadelphia. Will he? Yeah, yes. well, well, gonna be nice. Santa can't even get a nice <laughs> welcome right, there. Exactly. Oh, he'll hate that I said that. He's, um, he's still well thought of there, though. Yeah, like, no, yeah. they yeah. they kind of like are at least a tiny bit invested in his success. Okay, they love him. Okay, so they like seeing the Chiefs win when when they're not in it. I don't think so. Do they not like seeing anyone else win? Ex- yeah. No one likes seeing anyone else win. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I just think they're like, oh, that's our guy, and now right. he's doing big things. Right, right. Yeah, big things. And, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like he, there was. it was hostile when he left. It was sort of like it's been 14 right. seasons. Right. It just the, ended. It was time. But then it says a lot that after Chip Kelly failed, what did the Eagles do? They turned around and hired an Andy Reid guy. And Doug Peterson, who yep. got them to the Super Bowl. Yep. So. Yep, exactly. All right, so easy yeah. one. This next one, maybe not as easy, guys. The Monday night game, <laughs> we've <laughs> got the Raiders going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. A battle for what could end up being second place in the AFC West if everything goes right for the Broncos in this game. So if you're scoreboard watching in week four – um, you're pulling for the Chargers here? Uh, I, in terms of the standings watch, yes, but I am more scared of the Chargers as, in the long haul than I am of the Raiders. So as crazy as it is, I think I want to be tied for first in the AFC West for another week and have the Raiders win. Cool, yeah. Um, That's what's going to happen, so you'll be happy. Raiders win. Um, Hey, Mr. Non-Chargers guy. Love it. The Chargers are favorites in this game, which is just so good. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's coming down. Get Uh, in on it now. Was it three and a half yesterday? This morning, three. Okay, I will actually get in on that today. Yep. Um, I love betting against the Chargers as favorites. It's (laughs) It's one of my great pastimes. Yep. Um, so yeah, they'll definitely lose. I'm really curious to see what the crowd is like for this game because the Raiders probably have more fans in Los Angeles. I wouldn't Angeles say it's a probably at all. Than the Chargers do. Yeah. yeah. This, this really, and this is something that I, I think about with the Chargers a lot. If they had a normal home field advantage, mm. I'd have a lot of confidence in this team winning the division, but they're still at the point where they're effectively playing a lot of road games. I would, best neutral site games when they're at home. I would venture to guess there's more Raiders fans in L.A. than any other team. Even the Rams. Even the Rams. Man, that is just such a bad look for the NFL. But I wouldn't disagree with I you. I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Raiders are California's team. Even oh. though they play in Nevada. And they're not even in well, California. They, they, think of how many fans they had when they went down to San Diego and played. And, of course, the yeah. fans in the Bay Area. I think probably... If you did a poll, they, the Raiders might have more fans in California than any other team. That, yeah, like that's the state. Yeah, like totally. Border border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what's crazy. What's a really cool thing about uh, being in LA on a Sunday is everyone, I feel like everyone goes out of their way to rep their team, mm-hmm. and it is just 32. All 32 mm-hmm. are <laughs> like you walk down the street in LA, and it's just you will see any team. Panthers, mm-hmm. Packers, like just all over the place. You, you feel like you're, uh, was it Rob Lowe wearing the NFL hat at the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah. You feel like Rob Lowe. Yeah. It's, just, it's just an NFL city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Mace, are you are you going with uh, the Raiders, the, the hometown team? You know what? There's probably a once, but the Chargers are a better team right now. I think you should go with the Raiders. I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Chargers. All right. But I'll say this. You you start looking at the Raiders beyond this game. Chicago at Denver, Philadelphia by at the Giants. Wow. They're I think they lose this game. I I would hope the Broncos would beat the Raiders at home and yet this is still going to be a team that's 6 and 2 after 8 games in all likelihood. The Raiders probably aren't going away. No. No, I, and then I, on the back half so. of the schedule, they, the yeah, half, it, it gets a bit tougher. Like the Kansas City, Cincinnati, Dallas, Washington, Kansas City, Cleveland. That's the six games that are going to tell us about them. Then there, and then they have Indianapolis there in Week 17 before they close. They have that's between games with the Broncos and Chargers. But they're going to. But being six and two means they're going to be relevant in the discussion for a while, and they have a chance to build some confidence. Um. Did you see that the Broncos the rest of the season now have the third most difficult schedule? Yes. Yeah, how that changed quickly. Yeah, so they kind of um, used up all their uh, ammo in the first three. And the good thing is is they took care of business yes. in a big way in those games. So that's what gives you legitimate confidence that they'll be able to, to play the Ravens and beat the Ravens. And, and they're going to lose some games, but if they go 500 the rest of the way, they're a playoff team because they've set three themselves games up. Over 500, and yeah. what happens if they go, you know, they have just a slightly winning record well then they're competing for the division potentially so they put themselves in a, in a great spot yeah it's um it's really interesting if i had told someone before the schedule came out you're gonna have the third most difficult schedule in the nfl for the last 14 games of the season but i'll spot you three wins will you take it i think you'd take it mm, that's tough yeah mm. that's really tough it depends if you think there is something to those early season games building confidence. And oh, I think, exactly. And, That's and, exactly. And we're going to get our answer, I think, on Sunday. And then, if the Broncos play well, play confidently, and win against the Ravens, then I think we'll be like, okay, it was good to have those games early to get this team kind of on its feet. When you when you have a losing culture, sometimes you need that. That being said, I can think of a lot of teams over the years that were in similar dire straits going into a season as the Broncos. They had a fairly benign start to the season schedule-wise. Got out to a 2-0, 3-0 start, but then it didn't last. Hopefully the Broncos will not be among those teams. It's crazy how much the headlines will change based on this game. Yep. I mean, it mm -hmm. is a full swing from... It is for real yeah. or fraud. Totally. But, like, it's like Super Bowl for real is, <laughs> yeah. is how far yeah. people will... Yep. Some people will be willing to go. Yeah. Or complete paper tiger yep. like total they only have two more winnable games on their schedule yeah, that's exactly yep. it could go literally from super bowl contenders to top 10 pick yep <laughs> yep just like yeah. that and it could come down to a matt prater or not matt prater justin tucker or brandon mcmahon it's 66 <laughs> yard field goal <laughs> oh it's gonna be interesting <laughs> hey kale give me I'm, I'm gonna go with the chargers on this All one right. so ryan last time you went against us you uh, lost, so Mace, let's hope uh, same outcome. But the first time I did it, I won. So patterns <laughs> it's would suggest. True. It's true. No, 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 no. I Ryan, picked the Raiders. Ryan picked the Raiders. No, he's a Raider. I probably won't pick the Chargers all year. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going <laughs> yeah. to, especially because we got that bet. I need he, the Chargers to win for our bet. What bet is it again? Twelve wins, I win. A Ten wins, you win. Eleven. We push. push. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I also like Solace Meds. You mm. can uh, get some smoking hot deals from them this month and as i always say the best part about them is the discount parlay you can just stack discounts on top of each other to make even better discounts you can take 
they're 25% off Can America gummies. They're 20% off strange tinctures. They're 25% off rocking cartridges. And they're 20% off glacier concentrates. Take those deals. Combine them with the deal DNVR20 and get an additional 20% off your entire order. And then they're going to hook you up with a free solace bar or king cone for being part of the DNVR family. Um, they'll make your experience a delight so you can head to their website view their menu order online and pick up at your convenience just head to solacemeds.com and purchase from there if you want to lock in a great deal all you have to do is spend one dollar bet one dollar mm. over at DraftKings sportsbook and they'll give you a hundred and fifty dollars in free bets it doesn't get any better than that and the good good thing is you can use those free bets instantly so place that one dollar bet on any game for this weekend now and boom you can use that 150 dollars on tonight's game which boy what a what a thursday night game we've got all thursday night games are beautiful oh uh, who do you like in this game guys we got we got the uh i think at DraftKings sportsbook the spread is seven uh, favored by Cincinnati over the Jags. I like the Bengals, and I like them to win comfortably. But before you say all Thursday night games are wonderful, great, whatever. <laughs> they are. I mean, do we not remember some of these Jaguars, Titans. Beautiful games. Stinkers. What we're dealing with tonight. I remember a Bucks at St. Louis Rams game where the Bucks looked like ketchup bottles and the Rams looked mm-hmm. like mustard bottles. Fantastic. It was a bad game. It was bad on the eyes. Yeah, I just See, think of it I, I this can't way. I like, say that every Thursday if, night game is awesome. Like, um, if Da Vinci is creating art, just because it doesn't pr- maybe suit your eye doesn't mean it's not art. Yeah, You're saying every NFL game is Da Vinci? No, I mean, every Thursday night game is. <laughs> See, I mean, I think we have some NFL games that are Da Vinci, that are Picasso. And I think there are some NFL it's games, and unfortunately, uh, yeah, it did the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. But I started are, to question yeah. myself. <laughs> but there are there are some NFL games that are, you know, that, that are, you know, art on the hotel at a Hampton Inn. See, I just Thursday night football. If it didn't, if there wasn't a game, there would be no game. So all right. games are. But there's college football. Yeah, they haven't given us a good weeknight college football game You know why? Because the NFL has taken it over. Yeah. Yeah. The the NFL gobbled that up, and so now the best college football game you see on a Thursday night is, like, if you get an AAC game that involves a ranked team or Mm -hmm. some mid-level ACC game like Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, or something. They used to have really good ones. Yeah. So, Mace, are you going to watch the game tonight? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we'll see that. Well, wait, wait. (laughs) I'll be watching it partially because I'll be watching. I'll probably have Braves or something. I'll probably have Braves mm. Phillies on the big screen, and then Thursday night football on the small screen. Pretty good setup. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just it's just a football game on yeah. a Thursday. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's art. Man, um, I don't like the seven though. I don't like the seven. I don't either. Um, and I think eventually someone is going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, meaning he's just going to make three or four incredible throws in the game. He's going to mm-hmm. win a game. Yes, they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to lose all of their games. I think it could be tonight. Yeah, yeah. They're. It's funny. Like people, they have this eighteen-game losing streak. I don't think the Jags are the worst team in football. I don't think they're going to have the worst record. And yep. I think you hit the nail on the head. Trevor Lawrence is going to make make some great plays that allow them to steal some games as the season goes on. I mean, he's he's got to get rid of the bonehead ones like that. The pick six that he threw. I mean, that's just like if you're saying what's a typical rookie throw for a guy who's still figuring things out, it's that. But honestly, I kind of I kind of get some Peyton Manning vibes watching Trevor Lawrence as wow. in 
what I said, what I'm saying is, is yeah. there Peyton Manning is a rookie. There were some high level plays every game from him, but he was figuring out what he couldn't get away with. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if it's going to be Urban Meyer coaching, but when it turns around for the Jags, it's going to be totally and completely. Yep. Yeah, I, agree. I think that get your shots in on them while you can right now. This isn't going to last. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we have the unique opportunity of seeing two rookie quarterbacks back to back, and mm-hmm. it is very clear that Zach Wilson is yeah. way more in over his head than Trevor yep, Lawrence. A hundred percent. And if you want to get in, make sure to get in on this game tonight over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, get that one dollar in to get one hundred and fifty dollars. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this deal. So head to the App Store, download the app because they are the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be twenty-one or older, Colorado only. New customers only restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and also want to tell you that your Colorado rugby team has rebranded they are now the American Raptors and this rebrand is hope to stay is here to stay this rugby club is comprised of co- crossover athletes from other sports that are testing out the game of rugby that are learning how to play and hopefully going to be on par- part of the national team this team ended their first season at 5-5. Five and five. Pretty great for former athletes coming together for the first time in rugby and putting their skills to the test. And if you haven't heard of the American Raptors, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team based over at Infinity Park in Glendale. They're athletes who've competed at the highest level of their respective sports. They've got games going on over at Infinity Park in Glendale, and those games are free. You heard that right. Head over to, to AmericanRaptors.com. And grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make it to the game, AmericanRaptors.com will stream all games from their website. And if you want to read all about it and hear all about it, Colton Strickler, our guy, has you covered with the weekly DMVR Rugby podcast and the DMVR Rugby account on Twitter to follow the latest news. You can learn about rugby with his 101 or his Rugby 101 podcast. He has exclusive interviews and more over at the DNVR Rugby Podcast, so check that out. Mace, you just got maced in the comment section. Why? Samuel B. Sue saying that Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. Oh, my bad. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Man, I, see, I felt like I was setting up Mace for what? failure. Oh, da Vinci did, uh, he did Mona Lisa. Um, oh. Yes, Samuel B. Sue said that as yeah. well. Yep. Okay, yep. so da Vinci... Yeah, Da Vinci, Mona Lisa, Michelangelo assisting. All right, I get my, <laughs> I get my Italian artists mixed up. And on that note, I gotta go. Wow, Samuel Bisu <laughs> yeah. just kicked Mace off. Yeah. Wow. I, I gotta Dude, go. Savage. Make sure I'm Whoa. there on time for the latest Bon Mo from uh, Pat Shermer and Ed Donatel and oh, others. I'm very invested in what Tom McMahon has to say. That's on. tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> you have to wait keep, another. 24 I always hours. think it's Friday when we do these oh, I shows. I know, I know. Me too. They moved Friday him to vibes. Friday, and of course. Poor Tom McMahon has to answer for something going wrong every week, and tomorrow he's going to have to answer about a deflected punt. Yeah. Even though <laughs> yeah. he's going to he's going to fall some, on the sword again. It was the best game it's for one hundred percent his fault. Week. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. At least him. And he'll make sure to tell you. And I'll make sure to tell him it's actually Vic Fangio's fault. Oh yes, you will. Really? Yes, Why? You will. Why? Because he's the one who employs him. Oh well, I mean. And Ryan Ryan's take is he's had many times to move on from him. Yeah. Three. Uh, I'm I'm past. Everyone is safe of blame on special teams. The only person who can be blamed is Vic Fangio. Mm, maybe Vic will uh, change that sometime this season. Maybe. Well, there's 14 games for the special teams to turn around, though. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a what? I what, know. 
like I 50 know. to this point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have, look, you have a lot of new players in there this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they upgraded the talent, but still there's a lot of changes, kind of like there were a lot of changes last year. What are they going to do without Mike Ford? Or no, uh, Jonas Griffith. Yes. Jonas Griffith. Are there another, is there another one of the Jonas brothers available? Or? Mm, nice. Yeah, thank you. But Tom, practice is going to start soon, so you may want to head out there. Yeah, I got to go. Got to <laughs> see if they have a good week of practice, as Vance might say. See ya. All right, we'll see you later, Vance. mate. All right, let's jump into the comments here. The first one comes in from Sam, and I love this one. Mm. Uh, he says, your conversation about Ryan's uh, streak reminded me of a famous joke I felt I have to hear. I have to share. So guys at a sold-out New York Giants game. Seems like this must be an old joke. <laughs> and sees an open seat several rows below him. He goes down and asks if someone is sitting there. A man replies, the seat is open. My wife and I had season tickets and would come to every single Giants game together. We never missed a game, but unfortunately she passed away recently. The first man says, I'm so sorry to hear that, but were there not any friends or family that you could have brought with you? The widower responds, there were, but they're all at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> just what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I'm going to just... Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, he probably scheduled it on game day. He was probably the one. Maybe he didn't maybe like it was. Maybe it was part of her last wishes. Oh, I, I yeah. Mm. I don't put, want you at my funeral. Put my so. funeral on a Sunday. <laughs> wow. Tough, uh, tough spot. Yeah, very, very tough. I'm going to change that to Broncos game yeah. and use that joke. Uh, that's good. And, then, and then the sold out thing will make sense. Right, the sold yeah. out will make yeah. a lot yeah. more sense. <laughs> Illinois Broncos says, what's up, fellas? Just a few short days before I'm on my way out to Denver for the game. Let's go. I've been about, it's been about eight years since I've been to Denver. Where are some places I absolutely need to visit while I'm there? Of course, the DNVR bar is number one on my list. Keep up the great pods. Appreciate you guys. Hmm. Places you absolutely need to visit. This is always such a tough question because it just depends on the type of experience you want to have. Do you do Red Rocks? Do yeah, you, you should do Red there? Rocks. I went to Red Rocks last night, by the Ooh, way. Oh, uh, how was it? A chilly one. Yes. A very chilly one. Yes. But there was rain, like intense rain in the forecast. And I hadn't bought my tickets yet. I was oh, like, they're pretty expensive. Oh, as soon as the intense rain hit the forecast, tickets yeah. plummeted. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went and looked at the radar you know, went full yeah. weatherman. Yeah. And I was like, the, I don't think this rain is actually going to hit Red Rocks. Mm. Um, wow, genius. So I was able to get tickets in the seventh row for like lower than what I would have paid for GA. Wow, incredible. Yeah. So what an experience. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really Man. great. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's one you should check out. In terms of food, I sent our guy Brian from the Madden League to Uncle. Mm. He, yep, Uncle's yeah, a great one. He was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Yep, yep. Uncle, my brother's bar. Um, and then uh, there's just great places around here. I mean, yeah. City yeah. Park's a great place to be around. Wash Obviously, Park, the Cheeseman. tailgate. Yes, the tailgate, everything, DNVR on Sunday. Right, and yeah, maybe like if you have time, you go up to Boulder or somewhere uh, along the foothills and do, yeah. a, and do a hike. Yeah, Larimer Square is a cool place to, in downtown Denver. For sure. Yeah, there we go, Illinois Bronco. Can't wait to see you. Jock says, what's up, Legends? Now that we're three games in, which players would you be okay with adding to an Aaron Rodgers trade package if they want two starters in addition to any picks that the Broncos would want to throw in? I know Chubb, Sutton, and Draymond were tossed around as potential pieces to include back in the summer. Thanks, guys. So Chubb, you really can't trade. He doesn't have much value right now. What if they value him? Well, then yes. Yeah, of okay. course. Um, so let's say they want Sutton, Draymond, and two firsts to trade you Aaron Rodgers tomorrow. Done deal? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. um, now, this is what... It's really hard to have this conversation, and I'm glad we haven't yep. delved that deep into it because <laughs> yep. no one just no one wants to hear about this right now. But I'll give you my honest take. Yeah, I'd do that. Yep. Um, Throw it just into. 
they're undefeated and Teddy's playing great. So yep. you don't need to talk about this right now, but the schedule's very tough from here on out. You're going to have to have more, you know, more points and uh, and that guy'll get it done for you even with Tim Patrick as his wide receiver one. And Aaron Rodgers isn't getting traded this season, but wouldn't the time to trade for him be to win your selling high in terms of you're probably sending Teddy Bridgewater back, right? And he looks as good as he's ever looked. And Cortland Sutton, well, I guess after last week, maybe not as good as he's ever looked, but he showed that elite play this year. Yeah. Uh, And then Draymond Jones, we haven't seen the He was a freak last week, though. Okay. Well, then there there we go. And uh, so you want to sell high, and these guys are are making it easy. Yeah, I want to move on from that (laughs) one. From Melbourne Bronco. Uh, hey guys, has there been any news on the ownership saga or will it be an end of season decision? Cheers. So the only news that's come out in the past 10 days or so is John Elway through back channels has put his name out there that he wants uh, part of an ownership group. Peyton Manning through back channels has put his name out there that he wants an ownership group. And right now, Ryan, I'm putting my name out there publicly that I want part. Got to go through back channels. Uh, that, you want to leak it through the, me? Yes, All right, yes. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Pretty much anyone. And everyone wants in on this. So, officially, nothing's happening. It's still going to be after the season. Yeah, what does it take to get into an ownership group? I just want like zero, 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 yeah. zero, you know, one uh, percent. hundred bucks, thousand bucks thrown in so that your name's on it? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give all my savings. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I just want to be able to say like, oh, yeah, I'm in the ownership group with right. Peyton. <laughs> yeah. Tied not Owner's only with the box. Broncos, yep. but with Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Burke says, hey, guys, how much of an advantage do you think Vic's familiarity with Greg Roman works in the Broncos' favor? They were together at Stanford and together with the 49ers. They were also together in Carolina, but Roman was on the defensive side of the ball with Vic for most of that time. Now, of course, familiarity goes both ways, with Vic's defense having evolved since their time together. However, I believe I don't think Roman has much, so I'm leaning toward Vic having the upper hand on that matchup. What do you all think? Well, Dan Burke, I have, I have to say, you've seen Vic, you said Vic's defense has evolved. Greg Roman's defense has evolved or more, or yeah, ha- has evolved more than anyone anyone yes, in the yeah, NFL. I so say. I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think I can give Vic an upper hand here. Obviously, there's concepts, you know, in route in, in routes and stuff like that, and even blocking concepts that you're going to bring through. But to his credit, yeah. Greg Roman has invented the Lamar Jackson offense. He yeah. wasn't running this stuff, you know, the full house motion. All that with, stuff. With Joe? With, yeah, or with anyone, you know, right. previously in his career. So, um, I don't – yeah, I don't think there's much you can take. And honestly, all of that familiarity stuff is always overrated. It is. It is. Yep. It's game to – it's week to week, game to game. Game plan stuff changes. Um, and you have familiarity with anyone you want to just by watching their offense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Jason17 says, my boys, happy Thursday and welcome to week four. Sorry I missed you all at the bar on Monday. But my, my wife and I decided to go to Stranahan's Whiskey Distillery before nice. the Rockies game on Monday and hit the game or hit the bar after the game. Shockingly enough, the bar is almost empty when we were there. Who doesn't want to be drinking at 1030 p.m. <laughs> on a Monday night? I mean, come on, y'all. Anyways, the bar was awesome and my wife was most impressed with how clean it was. And I was happy to cash in and get my member size Avalanche A. Hope we'll be back. Hope we'll be able to back. Hope we will be able to come back and catch up with everyone soon. We'd love that. Now, in honor of the Broncos Ravens matchup this weekend, I have some questions. First, which goes further, Drew Locke throwing the ball as far as he can or Justin Tucker kicking it off a hold? Drew. 
I agree with that. Which quarterback out of Rippon and Locke best is playing the role of Lamar Jackson and juking defenders in practice? Neither. It was going to be Kendall Hinton, but he's too far up the depth chart mm. at wide receiver. So they said if they need someone, it'll be L, which is L Pearson, the practice squad wide receiver. Oh, nice. Yep. Pearson L. Pearson L. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but you can call him L Pearson if you want to. <laughs> he says, I know we signed David Moore, but I think it would be a good idea to get another wide receiver in the room, even if it's on the practice squad. Maybe a guy like Travis Fulgham. Hope everyone is staying positive and testing negative. Go Broncos. I don't understand how Travis Fulgham is out of a job. That is crazy. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, he must have. I don't want to like put anything on him, but there must be. There like, has to be. People don't like him for some reason. There has to be, right? The Literally dominant over a three-week stretch in the NFL last year. Young. Yep. yep. He has everything going in his favor. He's yeah. big. He's athletic. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Mark IT Snatch says, hey, guys, as football begins to go, go down the rabbit hole in sabermetrics, what kind of advanced statistics, a.k.a. war, jaws, uh, and et cetera, would you like to see develop? And what stat would you like to see about players and position groups on this team? The stat I want to see developed is yards lost or gained by bad spots. Oh, putting this on the refs. Yeah, yeah. Did you, how did we find this out? Tom McMahon said there's chips in balls. No. And, and, <laughs> and he said that last week, and I'm thinking, why don't they just use the chips for exactly where well, the ball is? Maybe there are for something, but not for marking the ball. He said there's chips in balls for, he was talking about it in punting statistics. If you don't want to have chips in balls, Manscapes the place. To go. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. I didn't even think about that. Brilliant. <laughs> um, I yeah, I've always thought so. Like VA, like VAR and all this stuff. They now have um technology to tell them if the ball crossed the line completely and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why we can't get there with football. Yeah. I realize there's more elements to it, so you'd actually probably have to chip the ball and like pads in right. different spots. Get it figured out. Do it. Yeah, Easy. get it figured out because it's by far the silliest thing in sports where the refs just have to guess where the ball is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. In what we literally describe as a game of inches every single week, the inches are just thrown by the wayside. Yep, they really are. It's just wherever and they, they... Like, do you see how many times they just round up? Yep. Yep, all the time. Like, they're like, oh, he's this far away from the yard line. Yep. He's, he's got it. Yep. <laughs> Especially on, like, first and second down. Right, exactly. It doesn't matter then. Yeah. Until it's third down and those uh, that foot would have been great. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> the accumulative amount yeah. that you yeah. could gain or look like. I, I like guarantee that. we find out that like someone like the Chiefs is getting great spots every week because they're just getting the benefit of the doubt. Man, that would be something. Um, uh, it's that's what that's the one I want. <laughs> I would love it. Schweed says, "Hey Kings, just a quick question. What did you think of Justin Simmons' post about Teddy waiting to pray for him after the game on Sunday? What does that say about Teddy and his leadership skills?" What a story. Yeah. Uh, and I love that Justin wanted to share it. It shows you how much he really loves Teddy. Um, but more than anything, I think that uh, so much of leadership is about knowing who needs what when. Mm -hmm. And Justin, you know, described it perfectly by saying, like, I really needed that prayer right then. And somehow Teddy knew. Yeah. And I think that is a huge feather in his cap as a leader. Because that's a very, you know, micro example, mm -hmm. but just being able to sense people and being able to know what they're feeling and know how to lead each person. Leadership 
there's no such thing as like blanket leadership where like one person is a perfect leader for everyone. Right. Um, so you have to change and um, be malleable as a leader to try and be something for everyone. Um, and, and it's clear that in that very specific case, he absolutely nailed it. And it just goes back to something we've been saying since the day they brought Teddy here. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him, and there's a reason for that. And Exactly, and this is a perfect example of why. True Champ Fan 24 says, My peoples, I was reading a report from those over at the Bleachers about how Denver needs to bench Justin Simmons. <laughs> Their whole take was Justin isn't playing any better than Caden Stern, so bench Simmons. As a Jay Simmons fanboy, I watched that man... <clears throat> with orange colored glasses he is he still seems to be all over the field still seems to be making plays how do you guys view it so i just uh i feel bad for the author of this article being roasted because i feel he was probably put in this position by having to write an article that was one player every team should bench right now Mm. like that's just so dumb yeah um but I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that that wasn't their idea because that's a very salacious headline that everyone wants to click on to see which player on their team needs yep. to be benched. Yep. And it worked. Yep. Uh, it got everyone worked up. It, it did all that thing. And this guy now has to take the brunt of looking really stupid. Um, but I would say he definitely chose the wrong person. Uh, Justin Simmons is not – if you had to choose one person to bench – Justin Simmons would be way down the list. He, he would be. You look at offensive line first, and then you go around the rest of the team before getting to Justin. So, true champ fan, 24, something uh, that, that What was the reasoning? People, like, his PFF grade isn't very good? Yeah, I, th- I think so. We got to do better than that. Don't uh, don't get worried. Don't get shaken by that. No, no you know? not at all. No, it's something we tell LDJ. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Next one's from Coach Tobin. Hello, kind sirs. Congratulations to Vaughn for AFC Player of the Month. Are tackles for loss associated with a sack, or are those two separate categories? Sorry for confusing comment after the Jets game. I'll do better. Ravens 15, Broncos 30. Ooh. Have a fun weekend. How crazy is this city going if it's that type of win? Oh, God. Um, it will – I mean, it will be – like, there's a certain type of mania that hits when the Broncos are really good, and we will be inching very close to it. And then if they win against Pittsburgh – it will be full on yep. five and oh yep. everyone's yep. losing their minds raiders coming to town there's like but i can already feel it there's a specific buzz in denver that can only be achieved when the broncos are good yep uh and it's already it's already palpable yep it really is it really is next one coming in from our guy brian the matrix says my guys the tailgate and bar festivities were an absolute blast this past weekend super cool to meet most of the gang except your zach except you zach your angelic voice eluded me i know I couldn't believe that you were here until Ryan's telling me on Monday that you were here. I just couldn't believe it. I can't yeah, believe I missed you, Brian. I saw him before the bus, oh, on the bus, at the tailgate, me, back at the bar. It kills me, Brian. <laughs> he says, I can officially say you've converted me to a cream cheese on burgers guy. Let's yes. Go. Anywho, go Broncos and go DNVR. Cream cheese on burgers can't be beat. So Brian was like roasting me in the Madden chat a couple weeks ago. Like, what are you talking about? Cream cheese on burgers. <laughs> and I was like, bro, just. Just have it and then yep. thank me later. It's like the best. Cream cheese pretty much makes everything better. Yep, of course. Um, and burgers is certainly no exception. No, it is but not. I think that I think we get to claim that as a Denver thing. Oh, I love it. Like it's obviously gone around now, but yeah. I think it's more popular in Denver. Like oh. the official Denver burger is cream cheese and yep. green chilies. Yep. Or you can go cream cheese and jalapenos depending. Yep. But yep. Like, that's our thing. Yep. And I think that and we are the, the cream cheese on burger people. And it's the best out there. Yep. Oh, and you can get it here at the DNVR. Man. Uh, v- Ven- Venzi? 
Vency. Vency says, hey, guys, from the time you have spent around the team and the players' coaches, how is the players' coaches' vibe different this year compared to last year? Also, have you tried? Okay, we'll, we'll start with that really quick. Um, you've been around it more than I have, but in talking to players, I would say the vibe is totally different yeah it's it's way better yep. totally different way better he says also if you have to if you have tried the denver cheesesteak at the stadium was it good i have not unfortunately i don't think i've had any of the food at that stadium no I'm i don't a- eat in stadiums yeah i take the opportunity to plan it out make sure i get a good meal before i go before. into the stadium because just stadium food like sometimes it's fun and wacky at a rockies game it's what to do yeah like oh like you can you can't be let down by like a rocky dog right. it's always gonna be good right. um but I, like you're already in downtown you might as well just go to a good that's, restaurant before that's a good point it says i'm a little scared to try things there after hearing about mace's press box hot dog incidents love the dnvr broncos coverage from twitter to the pod so keep up the great work it helps me tremendously to stay current on the broncos while not living in denver all i'll say is it's been a while since ryan and i have had our late night sausage undercooked whatever that was (laughs) literally the worst thing i've ever tasted so you should be okay oh the late what like we don't even need to think about it that's true (laughs) from the count uh, how might the complexion of this offense change with Boone available? Love the count. Is he back? He is practicing now, designated to return, can return this week if they want to, but not officially back. I don't think it's going to change much. I, th- I still think they're going to heavily ride Melvin uh, and Javante. Boone will get a couple of snaps here and there. Yeah, really interested to see if they once again mostly split the carries, although it looks like Melvin pulled away a little bit last game. It's so fluid. Right. It really is. Really is fluid. All right, next one from Brodus Tidgewater. My boys, just a couple of comments today. One, Can Jam rules, but there's also another game that is similar called Bottle Bash or Tipsy Toss, depending on the version. Game is similar to Can Jam, but you have two poles, one, so- one on either side instead of cans, and you can put a bottle on the top of the poles. You then toss the Frisbees to knock the bottle off. The other team tries to catch it as it falls to save the point. Must have a drink in hand. That's my rules. Mm. We call that Polish horseshoes where I'm from. Okay, I've actually never played that, so I oh, wouldn't know. It's, yeah. uh, I've also heard it called uh, Beersby. Oh, I've heard that too. Yeah, yep. heard of them, never played them. That is maybe my favorite. Better than Can Jam? Well... Yes, for me, the only thing is we, uh, we we could maybe set that. Do we have enough grass over there to set that up? We might be able to set that up. It's Out a, here? Oh, uh, over the there. Tailgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could. It's an all-timer. Yep. It's an yep. all-timer. I love it. Uh, two, I'm not great at choosing games to attend currently 0-3. 2002 <laughs> Bron- uh, Texans at Broncos. Matt Schaub went 290 uh, and four tuds. Uh, uh, big games from Foster and Johnson. 2018 Texans at Broncos. DT's return and field goal nonsense. What was that? That was, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that's when um, Bill O'Brien said, what did he say? Thanks a lot, Vince, you <laughs> effing idiot or something. <laughs> oh, that was epic. Love that. Um, and finally, he says 2019 Chiefs Thursday nighter. We score first. Mahomes hurts knee and Matt Moore hangs 23 points Ooh. on us. Excited for this weekend's game. Let's go 4 now this September. That one. Let's hope you're not coming to this game, uh, Brodus Tidgewater. We need some bad luck sprinkled in. It doesn't sound like Yeah, it doesn't sound like it is. Uh, we might be safe. That <laughs> The Matt Moore game may be my least favorite game of this whole era. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. It's like a close game. I think it actually is 7-0 when yep. Mahomes goes out. But 6-0 because I think they, missed, they went for two or something, missed the extra point. I think there was something weird like that. 
and they look hopeless against a Matt Moore led yeah. offense. That's the uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the Tyreek Hill ran the greatest route uh, of all time yeah. game. That's about as bad as it gets. Yeah, it was like third and oh, maybe it was gosh. fourth down. Like a big fourth yep. down and yep. he runs that and scores the touchdown. <laughs> oh, Chris. And Chris with a classic Chris excuse. Uh, yep. Love Chris. <laughs> but as far as he's concerned, never made a mistake. No, oh, of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> Everyone else's fault. One place that actually doesn't make mistakes is Green Mountain Demo mm. Group. The single best place to go. If, if you, you have any... bad teeth, it's your fault. Yes, yeah. exactly. If you need any dentist work done in the metro area. And uh, you got to check them out because they will make you a part of their family. They're a part of our family. They supported us throughout the entirety of the pandemic. They're true OGs. Uh, so check out Green Mountain Dental Group. And when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will set you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. But I believe that wraps it up for us this uh, this time around. Oh, we got two Ooh. super chats. Wow. At the buzzer, we get one here from Nick. Uh, great play by Sternad so far. Love Lindsay. Love Bruton, uh, but it's time to retire. Is it time to retire number 30? Mm. Comparable stats as Floyd Little, uh, but TD has two Super Bowl MVPs, uh, an MVP and a Super Wait, two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl MVP and an MVP. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have any pushback against retiring it. However, what the deal that we've kind of created here is if you're a first time or if you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, your number's retired. Yeah. And he's not. I also think just like retiring numbers might be a thing that we just have to stop doing. Mm, why? Because we're going to be playing sports forever. So eventually all the numbers will get retired. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to unretire them all. That's true. But I don't. Do Tons they actually the not use the ones? Is that why you've got players in the Yankees wearing like 93 and stuff? <laughs> it's so dumb. Stop. We got to stop doing this. You Maybe each team gets one. Sure. I like it. And it'd be John. Right. But like, what if. Uh, like, can they be replaced? Oh, like someone comes in and wins three right, Super Bowls as the quarterback, right. and then he retires. They're like, "Sorry, John, we're moving <laughs> oh, you out." Man, that'd be cold blooded. <laughs> I love it. I kind of like this. Creates drama, <laughs> that sort of thing. All right, last super chat here uh, from Sean. Hey guys, with Vaughn having the season he's having so far, if he keeps it up, will he be signed to an extension? If so, what would that look like and when? I can't. I mean, I can only imagine he gets signed to an extension. Yes, I would think so as well. The team's got to be competitive near the end of the season. Vaughn's got to be doing similar to what he's doing now, not as good, and he'll be locked up before the season's over. That'll be uh, exciting because yep. that probably will be his last contract. Exactly. I agree. Although he says he wants to Let's play for five to seven more play years. Play for five to seven more years. You're so not giving not. him a five year contract. No, you'll give him two yep. or three. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. There you go. I mean, Vaughn wouldn't take that, but that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Uh, all right. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in all week. We after the game on Sunday, but you can also tune in uh, to DNVR Bets Daily a little later today. Oh, and then definitely tune into the tailgate, yeah. 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. I am once again coming directly from the airport oh, to the tailgate. Oh, baby. So I will be delirious and eventually tipsy. <laughs> it should be great. We'll see you guys then. Now understand that you need I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton